Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had a staff training day um, in the break between the college holiday. And as part of that, uh, we asked all of the 34 members of staff to come and say, okay, what is God saying to you? So a little bit like Andrew did, probably. Uh, he woke up in the morning and just felt God kind of speaking to him, saying something to him. And uh, he wrote that down and kind of thought about it and prayed about it a little bit. Uh, as we asked every staff member to do the same. Uh, you may not know all the staff, but they're a great bunch of people. And um, as, as I was doing that, I had this. So I'm just going to repeat really to you what I had, uh, and you'll see how it all kind of connects into this. As a church, as a nation, actually, I believe, uh, and this isn't just based on my own personal belief, but having chatted with uh, loads of leaders from... Sorry, it's my granddaughter. Having chatted with... And my wife. uh, And my son-in-law. Having chatted with loads of leaders around this nation... uh, (laughs) How am I going to do this? Having chatted with loads, with loads of leaders around this nation, without exception, they're all saying two things. One, in terms of their life together as church, whether it's big, thousand, whether it's small, a hundred uh, or ten, is that they're all being challenged by God to pray. And prayer we really is talking to God with a confidence that A, he's listening, and B, you can do something about what you're saying. That's what prayer is. It's called faith. All right. Everybody has faith, uh, but, but whether we have faith in God or not is another question. But prayer is on the rise, which is why we are promoting this whole new initiative on a Saturday called Breakthrough Prayer. It's one hour, but in one hour, certainly the last couple, it's just been storming heaven. But not for the sake of the people in the room, actually for you and the other 118,000 people that live in the region, because we know God is breaking into our reality in a fresh way, and he wants to break into your reality in a fresh way today. That he's not just a God who's far off, or maybe a God who is one of many gods, but Jesus is the only living God. He's the only God that lives today and breathes and loves you eternally. So prayer is on the increase. But the second thing, which, which clearly is connected to it, is many of these churches are seeing many, many people coming into relationship with Jesus for the first time. And not just a few, hundreds. In fact, we lost count. When we went around all these leaders, like what I saw, you know, we, we baptised 250 people last year. Right? We baptised 50. Right? Well, that's 300 for a start. And if you don't know what baptism is, we're going to be doing a baptism service at Goring Gap in the sea on the, thank you, 13th of July. But there's, there's just a sense that Jesus is making it really easy at this moment for people to get to know him. And the Bible calls it harvest. And again, if you're part of kingdom faith, which many of you are, then you would have heard that we are in a harvest time. And when you're in harvest time, everybody needs to be harvesting. Uh, everybody needs to be involved in the, in the, in the machine of harvesting. What, wherever our position is, whether it's at the front or the back or in, on the inside or driving the thing. And in this context, God said this to me. I've been sharpening the cutting edges and setting the blades, greasing the chains and aligning the drives. So in other words, he's been getting everything ready. Then he said, now engage the engine, which is prayer. Steer out of the barn. Dust off every piece of stored machinery 
mobilize every vehicle, every trailer, every container, whether large or whether small. Because as you bring these out empty, I will return them full. What does that mean? It means that in harvest time, everybody is involved in harvesting. Whatever they're doing, whether they're at the front edge of the workplace or the home place or maybe out on the streets or doing whatever, but everybody is involved in the same thing for this season because we have to capitalise on the season that we're in. This is not a season to go into this thing or that thing or what about this or what about that. No, no. We want to be believing God that this is a time for people to say yes to Jesus Christ as Lord. And and in harvest time, everything changes. Uh, we don't get so caught up with the things that could have distracted before, but also at the same time, God has been saying it's raining. Now, in the natural world, having been involved in farming communities for many, many years, you don't want it to rain when it's harvest time. You kind of know what I'm talking about. You've got all this corn, barley, oil seed right the lot, and, and everything's geared up. You get everything out, and then suddenly, boom, it's, it's rain. But the rain that God is talking about is the rain of his presence. It's the rain of him enabling you and me to do what without him we could never do. So I don't know about you, but I want the rain in my life. I want it to rain in my life so that when I go out in the day of my, my, my week, I'm going to be much more effective in reaching people for Christ. Because it is a shock for some of you, and I know some of you are here for the first time, and maybe you'll never come back, well, the Lord bless you, is that I'm not here for you. I'm actually here to mobilise you for the people outside the door. I love you, I think you're great, I think you're brilliant, but I'm not here for you. I'm not here to help you do whatever you need to do. I'm help you to be the best Christian you can be. That's it. So I pray for you, I'm available for you, and people that's like some people can't say we, we never see you. Well, okay, take a card, take a picture. Woohoo! And just stick it on your fridge if it helps. For me, it's the last thing that I would do. Because I'm not here to do that. Jesus is here to do that. What I want to do, uh, and preaching school, we started with the first years last week, I want to disturb the comfortable. And I want to comfort the disturbed. Now, you're going to be either one or the other one. And I won't ask for it. Okay, if you're disturbed right now, just show you. I'm not going to say that because that would be really rude and cheeky. But my role is to, is to keep you, you as close to Jesus as Jesus wants you to be. So some of what I'm going to say, I'm, to, to be honest, I was thinking, how am I going to say this? What am I going to say? Now is not the time to leave the field. Now is not the time to start in another one. Now is the time to write. We're here for a purpose beyond ourselves. We're here for a call and a destiny which we never came up with. We're here to do something which is unprecedented. Come on. And some of you are sitting there thinking, whatever you're thinking, all right, just take it captive. But actually, we're here to make a God difference here. Oh, she needs to go to sleep. Bless her. So I'm going to keep reading this and then we're going to get into the preachy bit. All hands to the harvest, whether they're young or whether they're old, make your own paths in the harvest, but follow fruitfulness. And it might be for some of us, we've just got to stop walking in a tangent because we like it. But is it changing someone's life for Jesus? If it's not, just park it for a bit. 
we might enjoy doing certain things and there might be some benefit out of those. And I'm not saying let's all be miserable, but we're in harvest time now. And sometimes we've got to park some things that are taking time, focus, energy, and reappoint that time into, I'm going to drive a tractor. I'm going to drive a trailer. I'm going to drive a combine harvester. I'm going to take a sickle. or I'm even going to have a go with a pair of scissors. It doesn't matter. What matters is it's harvest time. Do you understand that? Because this has become a, a burden in my own heart. And to be honest, it's like, ah, come on, out there looking out the window. Come on, come on, Jesus, just send us people. If they're not going to come, I'm going to go and find them. Because it's harvest time. This is not time for you to find your ministry. I'll tell you what your ministry is. Live for Jesus. That's your ministry. You might be thinking, well, I want this and I want that, I want that. Just park it just for a moment. Because as we, as we uh, reap the harvest, your, what God wants you to do and be will in, increase and enlarge. All right? Because at the moment... We need to be seeking the kingdom. And what is the kingdom saying? It's raining and it's harvest time. It's raining. There is a downpouring. Let's not make it too romantic. Let's, you know, let's have an outpouring. There really is an outpouring. What we need to do is suck it in and then blow it out so that it touches people's lives eternally. I'm trying not to get too feisty with it, but it's hard. All right? Let's do it. I love that, man. I'll go on. And we, so we need to steward not what we don't have. You don't steward what you don't have. You steward what you do have. You steward your life. Jesus gave me my life back. My life was a mess for 26 years. The world owned it. It was beating it up. It was kicking it. It was doing all kinds of things. And I gave my life to Jesus. He said, right now, you're stewarding your life. So what are you going to do with it? You're stewarding your time. You're stewarding your finances. You're stewarding you. You're stewarding your marriage. You're stewarding your family. Because it doesn't belong to me anymore. It belongs to God. But guess what? In exchange, I've got his life. I tell you, if you haven't given your life to Jesus yet, you need to. Because it's not even a fair exchange. I gave a whole load of rubbish to God. And he gave a whole lot of God to me. It was like, you're kidding me. And he said, I'm not kidding you, I love you. Come on. And it's harvest time. Steward what he's given. Steward the crop, steward the barn, steward the labourers, because as you see the increase from the harvest, I will multiply myself in you and through you. As we just do what we do tomorrow morning, wherever that is, you just say, we pray, okay, God, who is it today? that you want me to share your love and your power with today. Guess what? You'll find someone. So it all starts from your own life. You might be sitting there and your life might have been a total mess. Everything might be opposing you in your life right now. Well, let me tell you, Jesus will not oppose you if you give your life to him. And it might be that what you're feeling right now is just God setting you up. Because sometimes we've just got to run out of everything that we can do. And it's not because God hates you. It's because God wants to bring us to a place where the only place to turn is to Jesus. And then boom, within a moment of time, stuff changes. Woohoo! I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting excited now. Here's my, some of you theologians are going to think, oh, was well, he's freaked out. What's that? 
I'll tell you, you, you guys are smarter than you look. <laughs> Last week it was a five pound note. This is a cheaper one. <laughs> this is a bendy straw. W- what's this good for? Sure. Sorry, what did you say? Polluting the environment. It is if you were just to do that with it. But what if we found some purposes for it? Like drinking or blowing spitballs at people or maybe building a house or building a tower or building a barn or building a combine harvester. However, you can't build like that, but you can build like that, which is why we have small groups. That's what small groups are for, because the reason why we have small groups is it doesn't matter what colour you are, it doesn't matter how bendy your life might be, it doesn't matter how broken it might have been, you start connecting the tremendous love of Jesus with somebody else, and suddenly you become stronger. Your potential changes. But also, what was broken, the Bible says, what was bruised and what was broken, Jesus never throws away. He actually throws them in. He throws them in to relationship. He throws them in to partnership. He throws them in to himself. So, I was going to take these up. I thought that was going to take a long time. So just imagine that I have. And then you end up, here's some I prepared earlier, because I watched Blue Peter when I was young. <laughs> Look at that. You can stand a book on that. You can stand two books on that. It's the same kind of straw, but that's called a small group. Then if you have a few small groups together, like we have, and I have tried this, you can actually stand on that. And if we have a lot of little congregations all gathered together like we are in Worthing, this is one of the exciting things for me. I had a really great time, two hours. I suppose we coffee and I spent two hours with the senior leader at Jubilee last week. We had such a great time. Except I stirred him up a bit. But that's all right. You start putting churches together and end up with that. Come on, you multiply that out. And I was going to stick them all together. But to be honest, I got bored and I ran out of time. <laughs> but you're getting the point. You could be right in the middle of that and you could be thinking, oh, you know, this is all too big and I like it to be friendly. Well, stay friendly with them. You know, I like small. God God doesn't like small. He likes big. He likes abundant. He likes flourishing. So he puts us into something bigger than us. Why? Because there's, there's two parts to a straw, the outside and the inside. Is that okay? Is that okay? Oh, no, I just dropped out. That wasn't prophetic. That, don't you start saying, does that mean you're leaving? No, I'm going to go right back in the middle of that. There's a straw. It's, it's got two, two sides, an outside and an inside. Are you still with me? The outside is your character. The outside is what rubs up against other people. And when you know the love of God, he challenges you. He rubs the rough bits off. He rubs the attitudes off a little bit. He rubs your language around a little bit. It will never happen when you're just like that. Because when you're like that, you think, well, I'm a straw and I'm all right. You are a straw, but you're not all right. Only God is right. So he says, right, now start relating like that. And anything that's sticky outy, sticky outy, 
Anything that sticks... Sorry, is that a proper word? You're nodding. You can come back again. Anything that's sticky-outy, there's a whole load of new words. Like doable. You don't like... No. <laughs> oh, it's quite good. I can't see my wife. She's the other side of the pill. It's amazing. Um, it's the reason... <laughs> the reason why we're in relationship is to sort the outside out. But it's God's life that comes through the middle. It's God's presence that comes through the middle. It's the love of God that comes through. The love of God is supposed to pass through our character. The power of God is supposed to come through our character. The grace of God is supposed to come through our character. Because as it does, it also changes it. Is this making some sense to you? Because I spent hours working. It's like, God, how are you going to do that with a bunch of straws? I went to Poundland, and and how much do you think these were? A pound. Come on. It's not hard. Please please encourage me. As I went there, and I bought these, and and God was saying, no, do this, do that, do this. Because at this time, if you multiply these out, just imagine all of these covered every square inch of this floor. Man, you could... You could live a life on top of it. You could raise a family on top of it. You could start a business on top of it. Come on. Thank you. This is, this is why small groups are so powerful. So here's, a, here's something. This is me, all right? It's in my head, it's only in my head, so it's limited. We only really do church like that. And as... Um, Rory reminded us, Sunday, there's quite a lot of that goes on. A little bit of that goes on. Sometimes it's that, but actually it's that small groups. That's Sunday teams. That's mission teams. Anything that's got team around it is this. So please, please don't come up to me and say, I don't feel part of you. If you're like that and we're like this, move. Because it's the only way it works. Matt, we want everybody, everybody to be part of what God is doing. Everybody has a part. Whether you're here for the first time, some of you have only been here twice. But we love you. God loves you. He's got a plan for you. But it's not there, it's here. Is this making some sense to you? So this, I believe, is a, is a cheap plastic way. And I will make sure we don't throw them in your dustbin, Andy. Is that all right? Bethany can take them, is that this is a picture of where we're going. Because the more of these straws there are together, another thing happens. And again, I was going to stick all these together like a big long pipe, all right? So imagine there a big long pipe. And I was going to stand here and say, this is like, this is the rain. And as the pipe got longer, it starts to hit Andrew. It starts to hit Monica. It starts to hit, because as we grow longer that way, your influence increases. Are you, are you with me here? And that's all part of how we connect, one, how the rough edges of our lives. We, we don't use those as a reason not to spend time together. We use those as a reason to spend time together. Because love covers all. And God doesn't see it like individual straws. Particularly orange ones. The future's bright and it's orange. <laughs> but Jesus wants us to be... Like one, the Bible says this. It's in Ephesians. Bethany's going to find it, aren't you, Bethany? 
chapter 4, verse 1 to 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've received. That's all about me as a straw. How am I going to live and how gonna, what am I going to do? To be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. That's about the outside of the straw being developed. Because guess what? Sometimes I'm not any of those. But the only reason, the only way that I know I'm not is when I'm with someone. Because when it's just me and Jesus, I can kind of almost be however I think I need to be. But it's only when I'm with you that I actually work out, actually I need to be a bit more patient. How many of you have said, God, give me patience and give it to me now? Was that just me? Right. Thank you. Two honest people in the room. We need people to rub the edges off. Next one. Make every effort. What does every effort mean? Thank you. It's not hard. <laughs> We've got to get rid of excuses, reasons. Make You've got to make every effort. It's not there is every effort. No, I've got to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. The sellotape is the bond of peace. Come on, this is preaching school, right? 101. The sellotape is the bond of peace. What blows through it is the result of living in the bond of peace. Next one. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. What flows in one end is hope. What flows out the other end is hope for the hopeless. Next one. My, my granddaughter's loving this. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's what identifies us. We don't believe in loads and loads and loads of gods. We believe in one. His name is Jesus. And we believe that there is one baptism. What does baptism mean? It means you just get covered in the presence of God. That's what that means. Next one. One God, the Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. He wants to be through every straw. And he wants to be in every straw that he's through. How do we do that? By living like he lives. Loving like he loves. Next one. But to each one of us, grace has been given. So it's not that these straws become less important, but they become much more effective when they're like that. Because God wants to multiply himself, not in you, but also through you. Keep going. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he took many captives and gave gifts to his people. There's loads of gifting in here. But let me tell you where, in, in my philosophy, the gifts of God work better when you need to operate in them. Come on. And you might be sitting there thinking, oh, I'm a gifted person. Then give it to somebody. Oh, I'm gifted at this, I'm gifted at that, but nobody wants to use me. Give yourself to someone because actually you are the gift and you're gifted. Have you got that? Some of you might be thinking, oh, I don't like that. I'm sorry, but that's the Bible. In here are gifted people and through it are the gifts. Next one. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? Let's not explain to me. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Keep going. So Christ himself gave the apostles. These are just names of people who help keep these things together and keep life flowing through them. They're not special straws. They're all part of the cluster. But they have a role. And that is to do what? Keep going. To equip his people for what? Sleeping? No. Prayer meetings? No. Sundays? No. 
for works of service, so that the whole body may be built up like that. This is my, again, this is my job. It's to build you up so that, keep going. We all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature. So here's, here's a challenge for some of you. If we would sooner live like that than like this, you've got to get out of nursery, my friend. You've got to come out of primary school because living like this is how mature people live. Some of you might not like that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't write it. Somebody else did. Until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. What does that mean? God has got so much. It's only when we're like that that God's fullness can come through it. It only works when all of us are living in God's fullness. Whether you're out in a car park or serving teas and coffees or in the band, it doesn't matter. What matters is I'm part of something bigger than me. I don't stop being orange, but my colour doesn't matter. Have you got that? Next one. Then we will no longer be infants. See, I told you, we grow up, tossed around, backwards and forwards, like this. Or like that. Because that's what the wind does. Well, let me tell you, when you're like that, it has less effect. It's still windy. There's still stuff goes out there. But tell you, bending that is hard. Come on. Bending that is hard. In fact, I would say it's impossible. And we've had some you know, prayer requests for blue cards. Why? Because the wind's blown a little bit. But well, what's the answer? Well, I'm part of something bigger than me. And someone's going to pray for me. Someone's going to agree with me. My small group leader's going to pray with me at least. And suddenly you become like that. Next one. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. So who's in charge of all of this? Not me, not the straws, but Jesus. Next one. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as, say as. What does that mean? As. As each part does its work. In other words, part of us growing up is when we do something with what we have. We grow up. So there's work to do. What is the work to do? The Bible says the work today is to believe God. And we believe it's harvest time. We believe it's raining. We believe it's time for us to not break ranks. No, we're here for the long term. We're here for others. We're here to see every church in Worthing outgrow its building. Because to be honest, I'm not into church buildings, but I am into building church. And they're not the same thing. I'm not saying let's have a fundraiser and restore an ancient building where the people that go to it look as old as the building they go to. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, come on, let's fill it with the vibrancy of the life of Jesus. Let's fill it with this fullness of life. I don't care how old people are, what colour they are, what background they've got. Jesus is the answer. And this, well, Andrew didn't know I was going to do this. I said, mate, I'm just going to, I'm just going to bring the message this week because it's stirring with me. And it's going to upset some of you. To be honest, I'm kind of pleased because it's upset me because I've realised, I can't, I can't do that. I can't give that the focus at this time. I've got to focus on that. I can't spend the time doing that. I've got to spend the time doing this. It might just be in this season that we're in, but we're in a harvest season. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.